Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. So, I am recording this episode alone, or I am attempting to. Um, we'll be back next week and everything. Uh, initially, I was going to try to do a kind of a little weird episode, and I might still do that. I'm going to uh, try to make the best hits of this season so far. So, you know, try to have some of the uh, highlights from this season, some of our guests and other discussions. And then I may also include some uh, never heard stuff. Or depending on how long I can talk about myself, I may just have a full episode. So who knows? Um, First things first. There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. I kind of had to talk about it. That song is very good. It's so catchy. Because I've literally been walking around the house the last couple of days. And there's some hoes in this house. And when I went to my mom's house for Sunday, I had to fight really hard not to say that. Also, my mom asked me what we were going to talk about. Because uh, this is before I knew for sure. So I was just, the thing in my head was just uh, <laughs> wet a p, And I was like, it's so funny. I could never say this to my mom. Because she, oh God, it would be bad. But anywho. <laughs> um, seeing a lot of uh, outrage. Well, not a lot of outrage. I think that's kind of overstated. Most people enjoy the song and understand that we're adults. And that it's it's a fun song. It shows how male-driven hip-hop is. That when women make a song, essentially the same way that men talk about our penises. That they're viewed as being deviants almost. Or leading our children astray. Because, you know, it's always a woman's responsibility. Uh, Men never responsible for how children view the world as messed up as it is. Because, you know, it's it's a woman's job. That was sarcasm, of course. It's a little harder to do this without Kim. (laughs) Also, I'm probably not going to giggle as much. I've noticed that I do that mostly because I'm reacting to her. But, yeah. So, they put out the song on Friday, and Twitter blew up. And it was mostly just jokes. 
And Twitter was hilarious. And then, slowly but surely, uh, these uh, Cro-Magnum men from the caveman days had their hot takes. And it's just all foolishness. People, I don't know. I wonder, do people really believe this stuff? Or they're just using this for clout because they know stupid people will retweet their shit. I think it's definitely a mix of both. But I just don't understand how, okay, we grew up on ratchet, disgusting music. One of my favorite uh, disgusting songs from my childhood is uh, the Whisper song by Ying Yang Twins. And <laughs> that song is filthy. Like, in the grand scheme of things, the funniest thing about WAP is that it's not as filthy as it could be. Like, my neck, my back is is still a... It's still up there. Like, it's it's tons of songs in that just filthy uh little subcategory. Ludacris got at least 10 of them. And for a large portion of uh the last 10 years of Lil Wayne's discography, it's been a lot of, uh, you know, pussy bars. And uh, that's, that's how the game is. But it's never an issue when it's a dude discussing women. But for a woman to have agency to discuss her own body, controversial, apparently. Like, I I just wish that you few idiots wouldn't talk and make it bad for the rest of us. Because it's not a thing of all men feel a certain way about this. It's just stupid-ass men. One thing I also have... uh, Realized through all of this is, I was wondering why people were acting like they had never heard women talk about graphic sex or anything in their raps, and the, the it dawned on me: most dudes don't listen to female rappers, not like intensely. Now, if somebody bodies something on a uh. A song with a male rapper, they'll be like, oh, she can rap. Or they'll say something like that. A lot of dudes don't go and actually listen to those people's albums or anything. It's kind of weird. Well, it's not weird. It's, you know, people hate women. But it, it becomes obvious. Because then when a song like this comes out, you got people like CeeLo talking about how things aren't, uh, music now isn't. What you, let me pull up what this accused rapist, CeeLo Green, <laughs> said about women having agency over their bodies. Let me see what this tone deaf motherfucker had to say. A lot of music today is very unfortunate and disappointing on a personal and moral level. <laughs> there was a time... When we were savvy enough to code certain things, we could express to uh, those it was meant for with the style of language we used. But now music is shameless in sheer savagery. Negro, the biggest song of your career is literally titled Fuck You. 
Like, really? The subtlety of music? People, man, they move goalposts all the time. There should be a time and place for adult content. Ah, whatever, bruh. I, I first heard my neck, my back when I was like 12. I Like, we got to be real about some stuff. We act like kids don't see crazy stuff all of the time. Like, every one of us has seen crazy stuff just on social media. You can't have social media without seeing nudes and everything else on your timeline. Do you really think children don't see that? They shouldn't. But that ain't never stopped nobody. There was tons of people growing up watching R-rated movies when we were kids. You know how old I was first time I saw Friday? <laughs> now, it wasn't at my mama's house, but I was definitely about 10. Like, But it was people my age when it came out in 95 that went with their parents. Like, we always try to move this shit, and it's not, it's not that complex, man. What I'm wondering is, I looked up Kaya on Google, and it said born... 1969 and she's 42 years old oh apparently she has the fake age also you know november 1990 1977 whatever it is let's see how old how old i was when my neck my back came out it came out in april of 2002 so I was 13 years old. And, man, that song's still one of the freakiest songs in the world. <laughs> like, and, and we were definitely listening to all of this. Back, like, I also saw some women trying to uh, slut shame them and saying that men don't find twerking sexy. Like they they're not looking for that in women, they uh are totally turned off by that. And for one, I don't know what makes you think you know what men like. You know what men are attracted to? Everything. <laughs> it's the same thing with women. It's not just one set thing that people are attracted to. Nothing's ever that cookie cutter, and we try to do that with a lot of things that are very broad and range and scale, especially things like sex. And who is sexually attracted. But yeah. Now it's also noted. That that person that was talking about that. Is from Europe. England specifically. And I've never been to Europe. Never uh, been to England. Anything like that. But uh, she's. uh, She's clearly of African descent also. And. I don't know. Maybe it's just a little different. Because. I don't know. I we grew up with everybody's working. Like everybody went to school with like me and Kim. White, black, whatever. Everybody was twerking. That's this is Southern culture. I mean it's black culture. But uh, it's become broadened to being southern culture. Twerking is just part of life. And then plus also women don't have to twerk for men. Some women just like to twerk. Everything isn't uh, in due for uh, performance for men. And 
oversimplifying it by saying that men aren't attracted to twerking. They're only uh, sexually attracted to it and they don't want to blah, blah, blah. You sound dumb. Stop it. Get some help. And then also, you got the guy on uh, Twitter that is trending where he was uh, going on his little rant talking about uh, how he's got to raise kids and all of this and they see all of the bad examples to these women and how are they gonna how are they gonna raise their kids in this the same way we've all been raising it except for probably try to be a little bit better than our parents the reason a lot of us have messed up ideas about sex is because of our parents not talking to us in real detail they just thought that we would figure stuff out so be active and present in your child's life is the only thing i can suggest I ain't got no children. Just know a little bit about them. But anyway, uh, I love the song. <laughs> uh, I actually listened to the song before I saw the video. And so most people saw the video first and they didn't hear the fully explicit version. And that was not the same for me. So I definitely heard it. I was like, yo, I got to see this video. <laughs> like, oh, bet. I'm going to watch this. But I had to wait till I got home because I was definitely at work. And I ain't trying to ain't trying to look like I'm looking at no porn or nothing at work. It's not a good look. But, yeah, I saw the video. And... My crush for Cardi B remains, and my crush for Megan Thee Stallion grows deeper each day. Like, that body is ridiculous, bro. Um, I saw everybody getting mad about uh, Kylie Jenner being in it, not doing anything. We'll say, truthfully, she did look pretty in it. Uh, it might destroy it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just being honest. I'm only being honest. Y'all starting petitions to try to get somebody removed from a music video is the ultimate petty, though. Like, as somebody with a lot of time. I ain't got that much time. Y'all got enough time to be trying to <laughs> pass petitions around to get somebody out of a video. That's a That's a new level of... That's a new level of boredom. But, uh, yeah. With things like this, it's important to realize that the internet is not the end-all, be-all indicator of what's hot or what people feel about a certain topic or multiple topics. It's an echo chamber. One of which you've followed all the people that you see their opinions so you've kind of built your own little prison so I'm also recording this on Tuesday and today it was announced that Kamala Harris uh U.S. Senator from the great state of California is the official uh, 
vice president nominee for the Democratic ticket. It's pretty awesome. Uh, she's the first black woman to be uh, on a nationally recognized ballot. And she's the first woman of South Asian descent to be on a nationally recognized ballot. Mainstream, of course. But, yeah, it's dope. And, of course, as with everything, some people are happy and some people aren't. I, for one, am happy because I originally supported her. Um, When she dropped out, I was shocked. So I never got a chance to vote for her. Like I said before, I voted for Bernie. And even with all that, I'm super excited to vote for Senator Harris and uh, Vice President Biden. I'm mostly excited because I just, man, we got to get homeboy out of here. He who should not be mentioned does not need to be in the White House anymore. And I don't know why that's not enough for some of you. Like I've seen people be like, oh, they just threw away the election. Blah, blah, blah. I don't, like, what are they doing? Oh, well, I guess I guess Trump's going to win. Like, oh, so y'all niggas weren't going to vote? After all this protesting and all this other stuff, y'all going to sit at home? Have a temper tantrum? Where they do that at? That don't make no sense. I would think that you would want to have uh, somewhat like minds on the ballot that you can vote for and then work with their administration and try to get goals accomplished. That's just me, of course. But I guess you guys, being intellectuals, have decided that if it's not perfect, then y'all are just going to sit at home and pout. Which, uh, I mean, that's your right. That is totally your right as an American citizen. Do I think that's stupid? Why, yes, I do. Especially when y'all bitch about uh, everything that Donald Trump does. But y'all aren't mad enough to vote him out? Just say you don't care and just go about your business, man. Don't try to bring people with you to your apathy fest. That's not how this works. We ain't free till we all free, homie. We are all fighting for that struggle. It's never going to be a perfect circumstance. But we have to be realistic with our goals. The only option right now is to vote Democrat. Now, if you're conservative, I have no drama, no beef, anything with that. I'm just saying. That if you say you fed up with this administration and all this stuff, uh, choosing one person on the ballot shouldn't be enough for you to sit at home and just pout and say what you ain't going to do. We ain't got time for that. It's tons of ain't shit niggas out here. We don't need a whole new crop of ain't shit niggas. And then plus, I'm convinced some of y'all weren't going to vote anyway. Y'all just want to uh, bitch about something. So you have an excuse, a built-in excuse for you not to vote. Just go about your business, homie. We don't care. 
We don't care. We trying to get this man out of office. By any means necessary. And the means necessary are to vote him out. That's the only way we can do this. And I also have noticed that people aren't uh, giving suggestions about anything. Who they should have thought that uh, Biden should have chose. You know why? Because they don't know. They don't know. They just know who they like and who they don't like. And that ain't how politics work. I didn't vote for Biden. I voted for Bernie. But you know what? November 3rd, you know who I'm voting for? That weird white dude with the weird teeth. Man, y'all like y'all be trying to fall in love with a, a politician. That don't work. A politician is a politician. But you can move certain politicians on certain issues. Donald Trump, you ain't moving on an issue. Unless, you know, you in his base. He don't care about us. And I, you can make the argument that, that these two people don't care about us. Okay. But still, we have power. We're the biggest voting bloc in the Democratic Party. We'd be insane not to use that. Like, all these other people are not coming up with suggestions of how to uh, have this radical revolution based in the uh, the Constitution that we already have. Like, y'all want to rebuild this thing without knowing the rules, and I don't know what part of society y'all function in, because no part of my life is like that. And in honesty, no part of your lives are like that either. It's just y'all own one. But we cannot afford to be misinformed and to be apathetic. It just ain't time for that. It's a time for leaders. It's a time for people holding people accountable. Now, we can vote people in and still hold them accountable. Which, I don't know why that's lost on a lot of you. Uh, be aware of is that there are movements in this country that will try to downplay it as not being historic or her not being what she classifies herself as. A lot of those people are people who are rooting for the other side. And it's important that we understand why they are doing what they are doing. Um, there are a lot of dishonest actors in this um, play of American politics. And we must be aware of those people. And we must be aware of why they are trying to do the things that they are trying to do. Also, in the era of social media that we live in, it is important that we know that uh, we shouldn't just spread mass misinformation. That is something that came up in the last election, and it's something that is very apparently going on in this election. I've seen a lot of black people and people who claim to be part of the Democratic Party trying to downplay this or act like that Kamala Harris is some kind of a secret Republican or she is 
a quote-unquote undercover cop and all this other stuff. But the thing that you have to be aware of in the middle of all this is, what is the other side saying about her? Are they saying that she's a conservative or that she's not progressive? No, they're claiming that she's even more progressive than what she actually is. And those are also the people that are spreading the the idea that she is not African-American. Now, to people under the age of, say, 40, being African-American implies a certain thing that you are the descendant of American slaves. To people over the age of 40, African-American is interchangeable with being black. Kamala Harris is black. She's black with mixed heritage, which despite what you may have learned from, I won't even say school because school doesn't really teach you anything about this. What we have learned from society, we try to make it seem like that black people only are the descendants of black people, which as a nerd of genealogy, I know that that is not true. For instance, I am the descendant of European people also. People that were slave owners. Most of the black people listening to this are also the descendants of slave owners. But by making it a point that Kamala Harris is quote-unquote the descendant of slave owners is a way of discrediting her blackness. Also, another thing that's going on is a birther movement to try to discredit her being an American, which is something we saw with the election of the first black president. Being a mixed race black person, you're still a black person. You still are identified with as being black in most circles. So to try to make this an issue now is a way of discrediting her and a way of stirring up apathy. We cannot afford to be apathetic at this point. We cannot afford that because we have a fascist in the White House right now. I'm not saying that to be uh, controversial, or I'm not saying that to be, um, to stir up any kind of movements or anything else. That's just a fact. We have people in Portland being rounded up in uh, vans for protesting. That is fascist. It's important to know who your enemy is. Now, the enemy is not, quote unquote, the Republican Party, but somebody who stands in the way of American justice and the ways of the American. So it's important to understand that. They are trying to stir up apathy. It's the same reason that they have a musician that I love with my whole heart running for president and working with the Republican Party, which should be illegal. In any other circumstance, it would be illegal. But as we've seen in this administration, things do not go based on if things are illegal or not. So in the middle of all of this, just stay woke. So 
So we didn't talk about this last week, but Herman Cain, who was a notable black Republican, uh, died of COVID-19 last week. And uh, condolences to his family, of course. But in these condolences, it also should be noted that Herman Cain is the first victim of COVID-19 to die. And COVID and COVID-19 are a little different. You can track COVID-19 by going to a Donald Trump rally, not showing, not wearing a mask, and then dying of uh, <laughs> COVID-related, uh, I want to say injuries, but I mean, that would just be crass, I guess, of dying of COVID after catching it, probably in the large crowd that you went to without a mask. Not being a doctor, but, you know, I have a little bit of common sense, and I think that maybe, just maybe, you going into a uh, large group of people without a mask in the middle of a pandemic might not be the smartest thing to do. But, you know, got to own the lips, of course. Uh, First and foremost, you know. So, since... uh, Mr. Kane's untimely demise. His Twitter account has continued to uh, spread the mass information that probably led to the death of what used to be the person running social media or what we would assume was running social media. And so as the great rapper Fonte of Little Brother and the foreign exchange, for y'all that's hit to it, has pointed out that the account has turned into Weekend at Herman's, which is a reference <laughs> to Weekend at Bernie's. Now, for those of you who are not affiliated or know of the uh, late 80s um, movie series Weekend at Bernie's, let me describe what happens that weekend at Bernie's. Uh, two young and up-and-coming people go to uh, their bosses. They go to their bosses. Uh, I guess this is weekend home. They're at this uh, weekend home. It's real nice. And so Bernie is has been doing fraud. And he has been killed because of it. Um, so instead of doing what a normal person would do, which is, you know, alert the authorities or whatever, the two young men decide to act like Bernie isn't dead. And so they kind of make a puppet <laughs> out of their boss, who is now deceased. And... They try to, you know, play it off that he's not actually dead. And before you even ask, the reason I said that it's a movie series is because it is followed up by a second movie where Bernie is also dead. (laughs) And they have to try to continue to play off the fact that 
He's not dead. The reason that that is funny is multiple reasons. One being that late 80s, early 90s dark comedies are hilarious for a multitude of reasons. Mostly that they're so far away from what would actually happen that it's just humorous. Like the idea that these two dudes are just walking around with a dead body. <laughs> it's hilarious. And that's exactly what is going on with Herman Cain's uh, avatar. Like they're just using this dead black man's uh, Twitter account to spread the mass information that his followers loved so much. And it also goes without saying that I have not heard one Republican offer condolences to Herman Cain, who ran for president not too long ago, I believe in 2012, and at one point was the front runner of it. It's just wild to me that people would continue to coon, seeing how they did not respect this man. Like, it's like, it's got to be telling that even in death, they don't respect your account. They still got to get these points across. And I guess assume that we don't know that Herman Cain is no longer with us. And before anybody gets all upset and everything, I have condolences for the man, but I just think it's kind of humorous that he went above and beyond to try to disrespect uh, black people. And in death, they don't respect his black ass. That's fucking funny. And if I'm going to hell, fuck it. I wish I had realized at an earlier age that I look so much better with my hair cut low. People say, or Terrell tells me, that short-haired Kim is the best Kim. I, I actually agree with Terrell. Really? Why? Let me get another one of them. I think it's because... Hold on. See, this is why I can't drink with your ass, because I just... I'll be you out here. Turn it up. <laughs> Going in. Uh, you have a really nice face, so when you have short hair, it shows it off. But why does longer hair... I mean, it's not saying you ugly or nothing along here. It's just... Why does it make it so different, though? I always think... I always think any woman that has a very nice face, if they have short hair, it like, they just be killing it. Hmm. It's a confidence also when people have short hair. Like, when women have short hair. So... Or that's how niggas think, at least. <laughs> yeah, I've had plenty of people be like, it just takes a certain type of woman to... Shave her head. Sometimes. Some niggas do not like that shit, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a lot of a lot of niggas. Be, a lot of niggas like these Barbie ass bitches. A lot of niggas also be doing some questionable shit that make me think. Do you actually like women? Mm. We could talk about that. <laughs> that is a word. 
some people, like I've seen people talk about it, where they say that uh, seems that uh, some men, not all men, but there's a segment of men who actually don't enjoy having relationships with women. And they build their friendships with men way more intense and or way more complex than the women. And they just have sex with women. Mm. I know a lot of men like this right now. Yeah. To this very day. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't actually like respect women either. No. It's like the one that I was telling you that like is always like super flirty with me, but has like kids and a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He he is the type of person that is just all in your personal space, no matter what. And I have read about those kinds of people. Those kind of people don't have respect for you. Right. They don't respect personal space. That's why it's nothing for them to touch you or be in your face all the time. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't respect you. They don't respect your boundaries. That makes total sense. So I'm just like, hmm. But what's funny is he does a lot of questionable shit. And lately, lately some things have been said. Like somebody will make fun of him and like throw some shit like, oh, nigga, you gay. And he'd be like, I don't know. Am I? And I'm like. <laughs> That's some troll shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's happened more than once. So it's just like, are is you questioning yourself out loud? Which is true. That can happen too. Um, yeah. It's even like there's like a there's like a homoeroticism about some segments of masculinity. Even like with especially like in like prison culture and quote unquote thug culture. Like love bros, but fuck these bitches. Fuck the homie. <laughs> that's from Boondocks. <laughs> and and like that's part of <laughs> that's part of what I was posting about yesterday. Which no, my post on Facebook for a lot of y'all that was asking like, who is it now? Who hurt you? Who was it? And I was like, it's not about anybody specific. It's about everybody. <laughs> right. It's about everybody that has gotten me to this point. But, All um, you bitches. Right. Um, your homeboys is not going to hold you down for the rest of your life. Like, And y'all, y'all be building these relationships like y'all finna die with these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Till death do us part type shit. Like, what be going on? I don't... Now... I do know that a lot of people do. Uh, there are a lot of homophobic women that will, who uh, make it a case to think that all male relation, deep personal relationships are homophobic or are, are uh, homosexual. But mm. this more so what I'm talking about is the niggas that I don't even know if they're, they're necessarily gay, but they're. They actually don't respect women enough to actually have relationships with women. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they're gay or nothing. They may enjoy having sex with women, but that's it. They don't actually like women. Just because you have sex with women does not mean that you respect women. Exactly. Just because you date, just because you have sex with black men, doesn't mean you respect black men. 
I fuck black guys. That doesn't mean shit, bitch. I'm not racist. My kids are mixed. <laughs> Sis, it's times. Of... <laughs> Never mind. But uh, yeah, <laughs> these niggas. <laughs> these niggas. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> Be building until death do us part, ass niggas. Now, shit like that, like where you just do dirt and you cover for your boy. I mean, that shit gonna come back to bite you eventually. And you gotta have a friend to be like, no. Like, one of my friends who, I won't mention her name, one time was like, Juice, do you think that I should have a girlfriend here and a girlfriend in Birmingham? And I looked at that person and I said, that literally sounds like the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Sounds like some love triangle shit that you don't want to be. Two months later, that shit imploded. And then guess who they went to the, uh, for the play-by-play? This guy. Mm, 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 in, in this exact room. <laughs> so, yeah, you know who it is. <laughs> but see, that guy code shit. Is it guy code or is it minding your own business? Because I always wonder, I always wonder, too, like, whenever people go through shit with somebody, like, oh, you was his friend. You knew he was doing dirt. Why you didn't say nothing? And niggas always be like, I mean, he's old man. You know what I'm saying? It's G code. I got. I can't. You know, I'm not gonna be out here out in the homie and da 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 da. Or a lot of women say like, I'm just minding my own business. That's none of my. It's not my business to tell and yada yada yada. But when is it your business to tell? Only if you're seriously hurting some, like physically or something like that, like. I will call somebody on their bullshit. I might not go tell them and be like, yo, bro, the shit you doing is wrong. Mm. I'll do that shit all day. I ain't going to go tell the person. Like, I'm just going to play the person I know. That's what, that's my responsibility. The, the nigga I know, I got to check that nigga. What if you know both of them? I was in that, in that exact situation. <clears throat> I did know both of them. And, yeah. Kind of ruined the friendship with the young lady. Hmm. Why? Because she didn't trust you anymore? Or oh, when the ship was it just like a collateral damage kind of thing? When the ship popped off, uh, she asked me, and I said I didn't know, which I didn't know who the person was, because she knew the full name. I didn't know the person's full name. But then after it came out, we all just looked like ain't shit niggas supporting. Them. I was actually closer to the girl. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that shit was wild. Hey, that early college shit is crazy. You out here hurting feelings, your friends acting like fuck boys. You tr- trying not to be a fuck boy, but it shit's working. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. What is, what is G code? I mean, what is guy code? That's really? what I want to fucking know. Because to me, guy code is, uh, I ain't gonna go out of my way to tell nobody's business because you're my friend. That only applies to my friends. That shit doesn't apply to niggas I don't fucking know. I don't have a natural but kinship no. with all niggas. No, you wouldn't. You you don't have a G code with every nigga just because he a nigga. <laughs> but some niggas think that shit. Right. It's um, just like some women think all women are supposed to stick together. Yeah, no. 
you can't trust everybody just because they're of the same. Especially. Yeah, just because they're of the same uh, sex as you doesn't mean that you can trust them. They'll be the first to tear you down. But I feel like if someone is coming to you asking you like explicit questions about what may be going on with somebody that you know and it's affecting them, I feel like I feel like you should be able to give them a little bit of something. And usually but also situ- let this other person know, like, look, she asking me about this shit. Right. That's that's where I lie on it. I'm not it is hard. It is hard. I I can understand that. Especially because I, me being somebody who's been close to a lot of girls, they'll like sometimes they'll ask me stuff about my friends and stuff. I'll be like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Knowing good and hell well. Yeah, I know everything. Right. Everybody tells me all of their business. <laughs> That's I just what, don't tell people shit. But that's what <laughs> niggas do in general. They talk just like women. Oh, man. Bro, y'all gossip like shit. Hell yeah, we gossip like shit. That should be funny that's why as I hate fuck. I seeing niggas be like, man, women be gossiping and shit. And I'm like, bro. It's just we don't call it gossip. It's talking shit. Act like, act like you don't know how good so-and-so is in bed than by your homeboy's accounts. Like... Please, like, all of y'all gossip. Like, man, I heard she gives the best head in Huntsville. Mm. <laughs> I don't know that from personal experience. I know that because the niggas fucked. But, I mean, yeah. What, like, God code is, uh, to me, God code is just not going out, not being a hater. Like a real life hater. Like, if I'm clocking on your girl, and I'm like, I'm just going to tell her this so she won't like this nigga. And then I can slide in. That's against God code. Mm. Dirty macking is against God code. Mm-hmm. And niggas be dirty macking left and fucking right. I feel like if I go to a nigga and I'm like, look, tell me, tell me about, tell me about your friend. Is he good in relationships? Is he a player? Is why, he? Why would I tell you that? No. This... <laughs> Because you would want somebody to tell you that don't nobody want to get played. If you was really into a girl and you thought she was into you, but you had some suspicions. I mean, the nigga across the table from me did uh, did the exact same thing. Told me what was up. So. But you wanted, you, aren't you glad you knew what was up? Yeah, but I also, it's because we were friends. Like, all right. So you go to this guy. How close are you to this guy? Like the guy you're asking about his friend, like hypothetically speaking. Mm, I feel like if I'm going to ask him anything like that, we, it has to be some level of familiarity. Yeah, rapport. Now, like for instance, like I'm not you, just gonna ask no nigga that I barely talk to. Like if you ask me about somebody, I would tell you the truth. I ain't, and I ain't even gonna be on no hate and shit. Be like, that's not the nigga that you want to settle down with. I'm gonna tell you like that. I'm, depending on how fucked up the person is, I might go in more detail. <laughs> it's because you my fucking best friend. Right. It's different. Like, but if I'm a casual acquaintance of somebody and they ask me about one of my friends, I'd be like, yo, I mean, like, like, what do you, what are your intentions? Are you just trying to hook up or are you trying to make this a thing? 
If it's a hookup, yeah, man, smash the hoe. <laughs> if you looking for something else, might want to look somewhere else. Nine times out of ten, if somebody asking you about a nigga, it ain't. It's it's for more than just a hookup. Nobody's finna do no extensive research about a nigga that they just finna smash and pass. Like, right, that's true. Because you you don't care that much if all you trying to get is is a nut. <laughs> Uh, trying to bust one off. That's my favorite one. I don't know why. It's so filthy. Just be like, yeah, I got to bust one off. <laughs> Disgusted ass niggas. <laughs> uh, I've been going to bed on time lately and it feels really good. But not on time, but I just haven't been, haven't been out in these streets since last week when I was super fucked up. <laughs> I've been going straight home. Bruh, I've been waiting to talk to you. You were so drunk at the end of that episode. That was. shit was funny as fuck, though. <laughs> I was like, man, she is wild as fuck. Like, I was lit. You could hear it in both of our voices when it just hits. And it's like, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm so happy. I love our dynamic. <laughs> Just out here spilling my guts. I know. <laughs> like, I just can't wait to lay in bed. Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, well. It was real. It was very real. This is all I'm going to say. Yeah, it was real. That shit was funny, though. That was. It was. It, like, I was listening <laughs> back like, what? <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> shit. All of a sudden, we're just drunk as shit. I know exactly how. Man, that wine wine will sneak the fuck up on you. And smack you in the fucking face. <laughs> and y'all don't know, I left here and had whiskey afterwards. So. Whew. Yeah. Child. <laughs> I'm yeah. not. That's not a proud moment. That shit was funny as fuck to record, though. And I can never release it. But <laughs> if you ever in the house, I'll let you listen to <laughs> <laughs> Because Kim was drunk as shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was. But that shit was funny. Like, Don't ever play me like I'm a lightweight out here either. You know what the other thing was? Man, we stayed, like, you got to the house at, like, 6, and then you left the house at, like, 11. So, like, we had enough time to drink the wine, and it starts, like, hitting in. The other thing was... We had a full, like, before the episode started, we talked for, like, 40 minutes about off-air shit. And then we were drinking before we started. So then we gradually just started getting drunker as it goes. Yeah. But that's funny because usually we'll start off at the beginning of our conversations. And, no, we started an hour into our conversations. (laughs) We might as well just start a YouTube because that shit would be entertaining as hell. (laughs) The behind the scenes. Yeah. Like yeah, these niggas be getting bent. It's fun though. It's always fun. Recording your conversations drunk is fucking amazing. Until it's it not. really is because honestly, if you don't record them, most of the time you're not gonna remember everything. Mm-mm. Um, I hope people laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody said nothing yet, so I'm just like, I don't know if y'all listening or if y'all listening and y'all judging or I don't I wonder if like our embarrassment from it is only because like it's us. Yeah. That's it. And has other to be people it. are like I mean, they're 
human. They, yeah. They, it has to be it. Because people don't know us like we know us. So they're not going to feel like this, weird about the shit that we feel weird about. Right. So. But I do be wondering that shit too because I don't be getting no feedback. And But also, I know that there's probably people that just can relate. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like when I listen to people talk about their outlandish shit, and I'd be like, "Well, I definitely done that one." In there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't have much to say, but yeah, it is what it is. It's adults. I don't know. I'm a fun drunk though. That shit was funny as fuck. But yeah, <sighs> shit. I don't know what else we can talk about. I think we have enough. I miss DeAndre. I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah. My parents are going to uh, Texas. When? A couple weeks. Like They were going to go for my mom's spring break, but I think she might move the flight up early. Mm. Yeah, I miss them too. Like, I don't know. I was talking to them, I guess like last week. After uh, I talked to you, and then like I sorted out my own shit, that's when I was texting them. It's so weird to think my little brother is giving me advice <laughs> about his life. But he's been an old, little old man my entire life. He was a grumpy old man when we were kids. Yeah, he's always had, like, just super adult ambitions from a very young age. When he was talking about, he used to talk about how many kids he wanted and what age he wanted to be married, like, at like 21, 22. Yeah. Like, he was just different. He was always just different. But, I don't know. That's a, it's a certain level of drive that he always had. My sister kind of has the same thing. I, I told my mom this. I was like, Y'all don't realize that y'all raised a family of bullies. <laughs> like, my family, what we do at the house is we just sit around and talk shit about each other. We roast the fuck out of each other. That's love. <laughs> I know. But that's also, like, that's why, that's why I'm funny. I know I'm funny, nigga. I'm out here in these streets. <laughs> But it's just, like, you grow up and that, like, you got to fire back. Like, hey, nobody roasts me like Maria or Andre. So, I can roast all you niggas. I don't give a fuck. And then we grew up having adult conversation with our mom. Hmm. That's why I can talk about anything. Yeah, I didn't have that. I haven't really been able to have adult conversations with my family till very recently. Like last night, I was hanging out with my mom and my dad because I got off work at a decent time and I went straight home. Which is very rare that I go straight home after work, but I was like, man, all this quarantine shit, ain't nobody really fucking with nobody. I'm just going to take my black ass home. Right. Um. So I got off at like four went home like, let me see what my daddy doing he downstairs watching tv he was all excited that i was home he's like oh <laughs> my nigga home <laughs> left work. And my mama said the same thing she was like what are you doing here i was like i live here 
I don't know if you niggas forgot. Calm down. Uh, so we was watching Family Feud, and you know, Family Feud can it can turn pretty sexual sometimes, depending on you know the questions and shit. And it was the first time that I was actually able to like sit with my mama and my daddy through all this like sexually explicit shit on Family Feud and not feel weird. Right. about it and they were actually giggling and i was giggling when other times it'd be like mm, we need to turn this we can't we right. find something else you know so i'm just now reaching that point with them which is cool yeah it takes a while to get there though. especially when you grow up like like the way we did because they didn't want to encourage certain shit mm-hmm. My mom has a weird way of, like, talking about, like, sexual stuff that it's not, like, she doesn't use, like, she's very much in touch with language. So she doesn't have to say shit, but I know what the fuck she mean. Yeah. Like, she'd be like, he tickled her. Like, nah, you mean, (laughs) she got turned on. That's what she's saying. (laughs) Using this baby-ass fucking language. First of all, I'm grown as fuck. Right, ma. I know what's happening. Like, bro. Y'all had three kids by the time you were 24. I know y'all was fucking. <laughs> y'all been fucking. <laughs> been fucking. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I really don't understand why. I mean, I do understand. It's that upbringing, that, you know, religious shit. But it's just like, sex is just sex. Like, everybody's out here doing it. Everybody's having it from very young ages. Like. Stop making it so taboo. Right, when it's a natural human. It's a thing. natural human thing, which is why you need to talk about it more instead of making it this thing that we're supposed to fear or reject. Like right. it having a healthy sexual relation have a healthy relationship with sex is important. But it makes you realize that not a lot of people in general, but especially black people have had a healthy relationship with sex. If all they're doing is trying to scare their offspring about sexual consequences, it's a devil, right? Like it's a sex demon. That's why you got grown ass people talk about sex demons. Like they exist. Right. <laughs> That's what our favorite, one of our favorite, uh, I guess, parts that we ever did when we had talked about sex demons. Because <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck. Because niggas whole ass be like, yeah, he had a sex demon. He just unleashed it on me like, no, nah, maybe you were depressed. No. <laughs> you wanted the sex. Right. You had the sex. <laughs> and now you feel bad. It was just with the wrong person. And now you feel bad. That's all that it was. Ain't no demon. You <laughs> just hoard here fucking somebody that you wouldn't yoked with. It's just like somebody was like, uh, what did he say? He's like, sex ain't no damn demon. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I need that on a, sh- a t shirt. <laughs> like, you uh, just got horny. It happens, bro. Right. Like, like, it's not the end of the world. Jeez. You think you're the first person to ever get horny? And fuck somebody that you're not supposed to fuck? No. Happened. Literally happened every time I've had sex. <laughs> you feel me? 
just is what it is. Sheesh. Yeah. Like, I didn't go in and be like, you know what? <laughs> this is the one that I'm supposed to fuck. She's the one that Jesus has been no. waiting for now. You was feeling some kind of way. Somebody was in your face. They was with it too. And I didn't stop it. <laughs> didn't want it to stop. Shit went down. That's it. But it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I have kind of unhealthy relationship with sex, but I have a, a weird relationship with sex based on things I've talked about on here. But I do think we got to get the stigma down of if you enjoy sex, that's fine. If you don't enjoy sex, that's also fine. But don't make it a moral thing of you enjoy sex, so you're a bad person. Yeah. Yeah, I hate when people do that to like sexual people. They're just like, why is every. What is wrong? Like, can you cut? Now, there is one thing. It, there's, it's one thing to be like hypersexual, right? Where like everything in your world is about sex. Then that is a problem. Yeah. Then like we can talk about the issue at hand. But if you're just having a normal sex life, that's okay, man. It's not the end of the world. Right. You're not a bad person. But yeah, I don't ever. I want to raise children that don't feel bad about stuff like that. Like things that they feel naturally, things that everybody feels naturally. Right. Like based on just who I am and stuff, I I naturally was going to not feel a certain way about sex, mm-hmm. but having it pow- like drilled in my head that it was immoral just added to the confusion or whatever. That's the shit that'll make you feel crazy. Yeah. When you're not. <laughs> right. You're just normal. It's fine. And I don't want I don't want anybody to feel like that on my behalf. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.